Hi everyone, Mario Zelenas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. So happy to be back with you today for story time and I'll be sharing something from my own life as always and from it we'll be drawing some conclusions and I hope that I can be an encouragement and bring some edification to you wherever you find yourself in this world. I know that there are hundreds of nations listening in on us right now and uh, more than a hundred I should say. I think it's over 150 at this point and we have hundreds of thousands of listeners so so happy I greet you in all the nations and all the regions and provinces and the tribes and the families that you are a part of and I honor who you are and where you come from. I want to talk to you about things that seemingly go to waste that really don't. I am an entrepreneur. I am a businessman. I am an investor. I am continually involved in many different uh, businesses and many different projects. I have investments in numerous areas and fields and different asset classes. I am always looking to grow different streams of income that are existing and to create new streams of income. And this is an area of my life that I am called to grow in, in knowledge and understanding and diligence. And I'm sharing this with you because of what I'm going to be talking about in the next few minutes. And I want to give you a good context. And as an entrepreneur, from the very beginning of my journey in entrepreneurial ventures, I understood that very few of all the entrepreneurial projects or endeavors pan out to be profitable consistently for the entrepreneur. In other words, you will not be able to be an entrepreneur unless you can come to grips with the fact that in many cases, if not in most cases, you will fail. I read a book by Robert Kiyosaki in 2003. It changed my life. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Anybody who uh, interns with me has to go through that book. It's one of the first required readings. My children read that book when they were young, I think nine or nine to 11 years old. I paid them $100 each to read the book and answer 10 questions. These were simple questions by which I would ascertain if they read the book or not. These were not questions for me to understand if they understood the context uh, or the content of the book. But the point is, I believe that this book is so foundational for people to understand how to make money work for them and, and the concept of having different streams of income and passive income at that. Uh, things like dividends from stocks, interest income from what's in a bank, which isn't much these days, uh, interest, uh, money from royalties, which is something I'm very interested in and always pursue. And, uh, and other things like rental income from real estate and so on and so on. And when I read this book, one of the things that Robert Kiyosaki said was that only three out of 10, maybe, ventures would produce profit for him and succeed. And he talked about some of his failures in not just that book, but also the book Guide to Investing by Robert Kiyosaki. And I've read over a hundred books since that time, since 2003. 
on this subject of wealth building and wealth acquisition, wealth development. And I, I find the same thing reiterated by many different authors and many different businessmen and women around the world. And it's, there is going to be failure when you are taking risk in order to obtain an advantage, which is what an entrepreneur does. And I want to talk to you about one specific venture that I engaged with, Danielle and I got involved in. A few years ago, we had an opportunity to invest in something that I'm not, I'm going to be very discreet. I'm not going to say the name of the business. I'm not going to say anything, but some of you may understand what I'm talking about because you know us well and others won't and it doesn't matter. But the point is we got in, involved in a business that had to do with uh, a broadcast, a broadcasting type of uh, endeavor whereby artists, Christian artists in particular, would be paid uh, handsome amounts for their music that was indie artists. In other words, they were not uh, under a recording label. They did not have any, um, any affiliation or contractual obligation to any um, record labors, labels. And so we were looking to get music and also some preaching context, some uh, content, some, uh, some uh, teaching content, some uh, webinar material, those kinds of things. And we, were, we would have like a, a broadcasting or like a radio station type of thing. And Danielle and I had, were asked by the inventors to consider uh, investing in this. And we, we said yes. We said yes because we liked the idea of Christian artists being paid significantly more, in this particular case, 100 times more what they were making by getting paid by a, a secular or not Christian organization for taking their music and, pu and, and putting it on the air. And our desire was to honor the gift that was in the artists and the amazing music that was coming forth from them. And so the primary objective of this business by those who created the business and those who came up with the original con uh, with the original concept and who invited us to participate, the original intent was to bless and honor the artists. And so we invested in this and others invested. Danielle and I had perhaps the, the most minimal investment compared to the others, but we all went in together and we had an understanding. And after after a long time of operation, the only thing from that business that was a success was the artists who agreed to join and to be a part of this business benefited just as we had said they would. In other words, we accomplished what we set out to accomplish as it pertains to the artists. <clears throat> but because this was a subscription-based um, project and a subscription-based business, we were, of course, hoping that it would grow and through subscriptions it would be profitable and we would all get a return on our investment, get our money back that we put in, and then a return on that investment. And for Danielle and me, that did not happen. I don't know what anybody else may have gotten out of it who had larger amounts invested in this, and I did not ask, it didn't concern me. But as far as we were concerned, from what we invested in this, we did not receive one dime. There was one time when we were approached by those who were spearheading this and they said, listen, we can give you some money 
And we said, no, we'd rather we put it back in the business so that we can grow the business. And then if something really good comes out of it, we all benefit. So we never received anything, not one dime, not one cent for what we put in. In fact, uh, after some time, the business folded. We were unable to keep it alive. And we basically lost our investment, which we understood from day one that when we were going into this, this was a risk. This could fail, and if it failed, we would lose everything. And that's exactly what happened, so we were not disappointed. We are still in excellent terms and a good relationship with those we were partnering with for this business. And as far as we were concerned, it was successful in that we honored the artists as we had set out to do. The artists were happy. Obviously, when it folded, they weren't. But for as long as it was running, the artists were making really good money by their music airing on our programs. So we left that business and there's something that Danielle and I have always believed and I'm sharing with you today and this is why I'm doing this, this, this particular uh, Wisdom's Echo podcast for you. And this is a principle we have lived by. This is something we have tested. We have proven this to be right and you can take what I'm going to say right now to the bank. In the kingdom, nothing goes to waste. Anything that has a good intention, anything that is inspired from heaven, anything that is motivated from above and generated from pure intentions within us cannot fail even if it fails. In other words, all things, according to the scripture, will work together for good for those who love God and are the called according to His purpose. We were called according to His purpose to honor. Of course, first of all, the, the word says, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, right? In, in Second Peter, in First Peter chapter 2. And so we understood that if we honor all people, and especially in this particular case, the artists, no matter what happens, these musicians, these singers, these individuals from that world would be honored and would be blessed. And no matter what happens to us, it's going to all work out for good. So that, that business actually folded. And years later, I find myself just recently hearing about this, uh, this, these particular objects or digital objects called NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens. Perhaps you've heard of them and all the craze that's going on right now about NFTs. If you haven't, just Google NFT and see what comes up. It's, it's massive. And there is technology right now that has been developed and is now getting a lot of traction for digital objects that people can own with a permanent provenance, with permanent record of who owns it, and also a permanent track record of where those objects went before they got to the current owner. In other words, if a piece of art for example, or a song or an album, anything to do with the art world, be it, uh, be it paintings, sculptures, music, um, you, you name it, anything from that world. And now it's expanding to many other territories, but I'm just going to keep it to artists right now for the sake of this particular podcast. Anything can be traced from the moment it was first sold to the moment somebody owns it right now, and you can see the steps it went through. So there is transparency for the first time, like there's never been before in the art world. Again, being um, 
art in the in the form of paintings or drawings or digital art like these things that are selling for sometimes hundreds of thousands of millions one sold for 69 million dollars uh the beeple auction that, that that is very famous now to a man from singapore and and many others and that's the last price it, it obtained but it, there was a there was a provenance there was a, a process it went to get there and all of that is recorded whereas before if an artist sold a painting for example or or an album was put on the internet actually people could listen to it for free if it was music but now it could be put into as an nft and it can have certain things connected to it on blockchain that makes it impossible to copy impossible to do something with it other than what the person who owns that NFT can do because of the parameters involved with that digital uh, object that is in, in a digital space. And there can be transparency about where it's been, how much it's sold along the way, whereas before, if somebody sold a painting, they wouldn't know where it went after the initial sale. Somebody, let's say, painted a beautiful oil oil on canvas painting and then sold it for five thousand dollars the next thing they hear is that it was in a in a sotheby's auction for two million and they don't know what happened between the five thousand dollars and the two million uh, or five million or whatever it may be and they're like what happened to my painting oh my goodness and then there's all these steps that were missed along the way whereas with nfts everything is recorded everything is logged and so what i'm finding is this space of nfts is very very huge right now massive I actually attended a conference last week that had to do specifically with NFTs. It was put on by, um, by Stanford University in California and a New York City company. And these are the cutting edge individuals in this particular market and space. And I was able to learn a lot about them. And I started to become interested in the, in the, in the various business opportunities surrounding blockchain, NFTs, and all things pertaining to digital assets. And so I was able to start investing in the stock market, uh, for example, in companies that support the NFT selling companies and different things of that nature. And I can say this, I know this is going to the world, but I can say this, I have been very profitable in the things that I've engaged with that support that surround this NFT market. In other words, here is something that is being established primarily so that there is transparency in the art world in this unregulated space for people to know where their art is going and who is buying it, who is selling it, and for there to be a sense of justice in that world, be it music or other arts. And here's, here's Marios and Danielle who had invested a few years back into a company that really didn't go the way we thought we would go. We lost our money in that. But I can tell you that I'm almost completely flush with what I spent in that, in this new field that is honoring artists and bringing transparency to artists. And a lot of people think it's a bubble. I personally don't. I think there's blockchain technology that's taking this to places that we have no idea how far and wide this is going to go. Tokenization, NFTs, all of that, cryptocurrency. It's a big deal. I don't think it's just going to go away and be erased from history. I think it's only going to expand. And we are in that space and we are benefiting in that space. And I believe it's because we've always believed nothing goes to waste in the kingdom. Our heart, which was right to honor the artists then, is now giving us the opportunity to have a clear perspective and a good insight on what to invest in that surrounds this NFT market in a way that people invested in shovel producing companies when the gold rush happened in 1849. Not a lot of millionaires came out of actually finding gold in the riverbeds, but a lot of millionaires 
became a lot of people became millionaires in the supporting acts to the gold rush. In other words, the industry that surrounded the whole gold rush to California. And so that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're investing in. That's where we're connected to. And it's not the only thing we're in, in but it, we're seeing a lot of fruit in this. And I believe it's because we've always held on to that truth that God will work all things for good. All things. Even the things that seem to be a failure will work out for good. Be encouraged by that today. And especially if you have failure in your life, know that Yahweh can turn it for good for you. And that nothing that you invested in, not just financially, but in every way, in another time of your life, in another area of your life, nothing will go to waste in this season of your life and you will reap and benefit from it. I bless you with that in the name of Yeshua. Until we meet again. Shalom.